Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Cracking One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crackin' When Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is co-host Shane Beauregard. And joining us this week is a special makeup effects artist from such projects as Army of the Dead and all of the Netflix Marvel TV shows, which will make Shane happy. You can hear him every week on the legendary Insufferable Bastards podcast, Mr. Brian Spears. How are you, sir? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. You're being civil. Uh, this is nice. It's a good start. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about our movie taste yet. I haven't met you guys really yet, so I'll probably insult you by the end. That's fair. Probably yeah, because you're not yeah, really in charge not. of uh, your your Twitter feed, you know, which obviously Carlos there um, in air quotes, Carlos, uh, you know, likes to tease us and, you know, go back and forth between being like, we're best friends or I hate your guts and your takes are terrible. So, you know, it's always uh, a lovely time talking with the insufferable bastards. Carlos and I are old school radio fans, so we, we like the war. We like the battle, and uh, it's kind of like uh, we are all dorks talking about pop culture and movies and TV, but it's no different than I, the other day I worked with a guy who was a Giants fan and a Dallas fan, what? which is a whole other world to me, and they were arguing the whole day. Oh, okay. So it's the same thing, you know. Oh, I thought you meant like the person, the same person. One person was at Dallas. No, no, yeah. no. It's I literally was like, it was what? two guys. And all they did, we were working together. All three, you know, four of us are working together. And oh, yeah. they just argued the whole time about sports. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that. And, and thank goodness Shane and I are at least on the same football team stuff. So, and we're terrible. Uh, we're the Jets fans that, uh, you know, okay. are going to, you know, be hey, hurting. But- yeah, for the only uh, week, probably all year, the Patriots are in last place. So I'm enjoying this week while I can. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, and two wins for the Jets, even though we don't deserve probably any of them. So that's it's wonderful. It's a good time to be alive. Uh, I'm also a Mets fan. We're like slowly collapsing, but at least we're going oh, so to the you playoffs. You guys are really so. in the bad shape. Yeah. 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 Well, they're doing good this year. Yeah. I watched them in 1986. That's when I watched the Mets. Yeah. I was uh, I was four years old, but it was an early memory that I do remember. So I have all their baseball. Like I have all that year's baseball cards. I remember that. You know. Yeah. I have a uh, not to get too way off topic, but like I I went and uh, Mookie Wilson and uh okay. buckner was were doing like a tandem tour thing and i got them to sign a bat and that was ah, see that's that was cool awesome. yeah see that's yeah. the sports i know the only my only other and we'll get off sports quick but i'll <laughs> like i'll watch all those like sports talk shows just so i feel manly around other men that carry heavier things than me because <laughs> exactly. i use a paintbrush for work uh-huh. so i genuinely you know i, I want to like you know usually try to sound cooler than i actually am yeah because exactly. yes i'm just going to be home watching tv anyways yeah, exactly. I try to do that around Shane, actually, because he's like our br- okay. our brute enforcer. Well, no, he's the you guy know, with just... Daredevil stuff behind him. I see all those toys. I, I got the same ones upstairs. I just don't put them on screen. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> my, my, mine are signed, but, uh, you know. Oh, okay, that. we have to yeah, go exactly. there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not doing the whole dick measuring contest comparison thing. And then it's like, well. Well, I'm Irish, but... guys. I lost. I'll say good night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to have you here, man. Obviously, you guys are now rebranded as the Insufferable pa- uh, Bastards podcast. You know, you used to be the Mobile Horror Companion. The Mobile Horror Companion, yeah, we were. Yeah, and that it was really tough because as a guy who works in that field, or well, definitely a lot, um, you know, I like horror movies, but I like a certain, uh, like a number of years. You know, there was my formative years. So, right. yes, I'm, I, I watch horror movies. They're go-to choices or at least selections, but I don't like a lot of stuff. So it was very hard to do weeks and weeks and weeks of horror movies. Right. And how you could package it in any way. And Carlos and I were more like, we just watch stuff, you know, whether sure. it's good or bad. And we were more always, you know, like a 70s cinema fan more than we were, you know, horror. Sure. Because again, I mean, in one week we could talk about every horror movie that I love, 
and then it's over with. But we would <laughs> right. have to come up with something. Yeah. So that the rebranding was much happier for us. Right. But obviously, you you work a lot in that medium, as you said. Yes. Though, so yeah. I mean, I, I love it, man. I'm a Fangoria kid. I grew up reading Fangoria magazine. Yeah. I I loved, but you know, I was a video store kid, and you know, sure. there was a rite of passage to go like as a 15 year old kid to ride your bicycle to a video store three miles away and try, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, it, it was more of a, I'm not, none of these movies were good, but like a, like a faces of death or a, I yeah. spit on your grave were more of a, a rite of passage or like punk rock kind of to do, you know what I mean? Basically. It was like, oh, yeah. oh, I feel a little badass doing this. <laughs> oh yeah. I grew you know, up it, in all of that myself. So yeah. Yeah. We're- so that's kind of like horror movie holds that for me. And also I loved, I, you know, it was well, you know, no, there was no internet, you know, so I would go through those Fangoria magazines and it was more the, and it was probably just cause they were, it was a horror magazine. It was just the making of the movies yeah, and all those little tidbits and the little stories. That's like what I felt like horror movies. I'll bash a ton of them, but it's more like, you know, I can't stand, you know, the slasher movies or a Jason movie, okay. but I like to hear how they were made. And I like the right. stories behind the scenes. So that's always drawn me to like that genre and horror is very, you know, accepting. You didn't need certain. Now it's like more of a Hollywood thing. Right. You know, back then, you know, like it was, it felt, you know, you felt tough watching a horror movie. Now everyone watches a horror movie. Yeah. Especially because the, the, the grit to them is kind of gone. It's so sheen, especially because a lot of the, even the low budget ones now are mostly straight to streaming. Or, and so yes. they have that sheen to it a little bit too. So very rarely do you get something that has that older look or the vibe of something like that and still manage Just a to little sleaze. I want a little grunge. I, I want a little grunge, yeah. a little sleaze, a little like, you know, something that like, you know, that was me being a bad boy. You know, right. like, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, watching a horror movie, you felt a little like, hey, I'm dangerous. Like, right. And, so, so again, and I love it and it is, it's totally influenced my career. Sure. You know, I wouldn't be doing what I, you know, if there wasn't the evil dead too, I would not be doing what I'm doing, you know, right. like, but it was more like, wow, that's art. You know, I never sure. looked at like, Hey, listen, I was scared of horror movies as a kid, terrified. Right. You know, I think I cried that I thought Christine, a car was going to chase me down. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I was, you know, I'm not going to stand here, you know, but then again, I also don't like my horror movies to get too highfalutin. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, I, you know, I still, you know, I got a poster of dead heat in my house. You know, I know <laughs> I, I will admit I like bad movies as well. Oh yeah. But I'm going to make fun of other people that do too. Yeah. And Shane, I know like you grew up similar to me, like, so your kind of horror taste might align in this as well. Cause especially you might be, how old are you, Brian? If you don't mind me asking. I'm, I'm a uh, 48. Yeah, so Shane's a little older than me, so maybe it's even even closer in technique. But yeah, like we we were video store kids, and yeah. definitely like we had the uh, like the creature features guide and the Fangoria guide, and would just kind of go through like what sounds the craziest, what sounds the yeah. dumbest, and be yeah. like, "Ooh, that one has like a cool kill we can watch or something." Like you know, I rented Luther the Geek just because it was in <laughs> Gore Zone magazine, and uh-huh. I, like I was there the first day it came out to. The video store, you know, I had a local video store here that was legendary to the point where even a couple of the guys, like one of the guys that worked at Fangor used to go to that store. As, oh, you yeah. Know? Same thing, because he lives up this way, Mike Gingold. OK. And uh, and literally, Carlos and I, you know, any spare time we, we were we would rent, you know, 12 movies at a time, you know, that, yeah. that type of thing. We were always renting movies. It was I also didn't have cable. I'm one of the kids like, not, OK, you know, I wasn't like, you know severely deprived it was just they didn't my dad wanted hooked up a certain way in the house and back sure. then they didn't do that and he was like well i'll run the wire and he was like they wouldn't let him do it so we, i never got fraggle rock so <laughs> like i you know so it was finding those videos and you know and again it was just reading those magazines and i want you know i've never i think you would know us if you listen to our podcast and suffer bastards i'm not i don't like the mainstream you right. know or i get sick of the mainstream so like I really thought it was like, hey, we're being, you know, like horror movies weren't mainstream in the eight. You know, you had your select few and they were just they were they weren't, you know, what they are today. So polished sure. that, that that's a perfect, you know, when you said that before, like they're they're just so like bigger now, you know, yeah. they have that sheen to them. even yeah. the low budget ones now know what to do in order for it to get onto 
a top or you know a, a, a streaming service. Sure, and that's why I think I've liked a lot more of the uh, the ones going to the theater this year. I actually think we're having a pretty good horror year this year. I don't know if you agree with that because maybe those I'm are too mainstream. <laughs> okay, it's, like work, work, like work always comes first, and I'll sit down. Like I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't go to theaters much, mm-hmm. but as soon as like I'll pay twenty bucks for a movie in my house because right. it, maybe I got to watch it Sunday morning uh, at seven a.m. Right, uh, you know, and I know I miss that theater experience, but I, I, as much as I make fun of movies, I probably, you know, I have a very huge selection of Bloomhouse movies, and I make fun of those movies all the time. <laughs> right, I, I own pretty much every movie I, I say I don't like. Right. Because I still support. Well, I still support. I still support it. Yeah. You know, I'll go out. I, and I'm a big guy. Like, I still buy Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. Like, that's my, like, I don't read books. Like, so that's my library. That's my shelves. It's all movies. <laughs> it's all filled up. I just went back. I used to have, like, VHS in the attic. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, I'm already not getting women. So I might as well just throw the VHS <laughs> into the living room. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. So it's that type of thing. So I will, like go through and watch all these horror movies it's just you know when i'm working on a project work come you know 14 hour days you know you you know sometimes i just don't want on a saturday i don't want to go leave my house sometimes sure so is there something like just to kind of like get to know into the taste into the mind of brian spears like so what was like maybe the last good horror movie that you did watch oh i don't even know because we i watched so much like I don't know. What's the last look? Has there been anything out in the last couple of years? Uh, I mean, if you're not going to the theater, that's, uh, you know. Yeah, like I just watch everything. And see, that's the other problem. Like things are so disposable now. Like you just, I I watch so much or just stream so much. Sure. I'd have to, I'd have to get out my, like to say like, I don't know. Cause I don't know if it was this year. Like, was that movie from this year? Was that movie from? Sure. You know. But well, I try to watch everything. If it comes out on an HBO, if it's a newer, you know, I just watched Nope. Okay. But that's not really horror. Yeah. Um, no, not really. It's more sci-fi bent and all that. They try you know, to I, have I, elements. I just did, because uh, I did have a hand in it, uh, Goodnight Mommy. I just watched with my nephew. Right. Uh, you know, like, so I've never seen the original, which I'm going to go back and watch the original because, you know, I worked on that movie. I'm so... You know, I'm not going to, you know, it just wasn't my, wasn't that. I, I didn't know what I was going into, and I was like, ah, it's okay. It was okay. Yeah. You're um, in a safe space. We talked about it last week. Shane uh, kind of ripped it to shreds. Oh, yeah, God. like, and I, yeah. you know, I was actually, like, I watched my stuff, and my nephew and I were watching, and he's like, hey, you want to just watch this and fast forward? And I don't normally <laughs> do that. And I was like, hey, man, sure. Yeah. You know, so. Also, here's the other thing. When you work on movies, you know, I like, I know nothing about that movie right? other than it was a remake and, uh, you know, so, but I knew the ending cause I was there one day for an ending. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like I, yeah. you know, I was there the day before they were, and they were prepping a barn to burn. So I guess I barn was going to burn in that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. so that's the problem with working on certain movies. Like, uh, I know you, you mentioned, you know, smile, like, yeah. uh, which is what you called me. And I had done some work on that movie. Like, I know how what happens in it. I, you know, I know all the things. So that's the other problem. Sometimes when you work on a movie, it takes me a few moments. Like, I have to let it the, yeah. it die down and then I'll sit and watch it. Because yeah. I, I, I'm like, we'll try to avoid reviews, even though friends will call me or something. And, you know, I did, you know, and some, if it's bad, they'll be like, hey, man, that was a piece of crap. Well, I mean, right. I don't write this stuff. I make the <laughs> monsters, you know, right. and, yeah. you know, help out in that department. Um, so if it's good, you know, I can't take any credit. Like, you know, you, you're very, it's very cool to be asked to do this. Uh, slightly honored. Yeah. Uh, hey. Just slightly. Um, <laughs> but like, even when you said, Hey, you want to, you know, can you know, want to come talk about smile? Yeah. Well, all I can really say is, yeah, it was cool for me again. Uh, my buddy was on that movie. He did way more than I did. He did the like day to day makeup and gore, like heavier makeup, right. prosthetic makeup. And then they hired a bigger firm, an L.A. firm, uh, ADI, Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis, who are like guys that made Tremors. Right. Oh, wow. You know, cool. They built the prosthetics. They built a creature for that. And because it was filming in New Jersey, it's strictly a union thing. They called me and said, hey, you know, my buddy recommend me. I got the call. But, you know, while I'm applying this, the guy that played, you know, one of who played the Gill man in fame, you know, in uh, 
monster squad is standing behind me. All right, you know, just, <laughs> you know, put, so he's like directing me a little bit, you know, so that's cool to say, Hey, I put one of their pieces on, you know what yeah. I mean? So like that kind of stuff is cool, but yeah, like I'm sometimes like in my career, like these bigger shows, I'm more of a cog in the system. Sure. You know, you mentioned like a, uh, army of the dead. Right. You know, there was a hundred other makeup artists just like me. Yeah. You know, I didn't design anything. I, they, they said, this is what you have to emulate, make right. that, you know, make, you know, so we just made a bunch of the background zombies. Right. So like I'm much, you know, it's a great job to have. I get to stand with people. Like when I used to read the magazines and the books that I buy now, I used to, you know, these are guys that like, you know, legends in the makeup field. And I've got to work with some heavy hitters and sure. You know, that's certainly super cool. Yeah. But I, you know, I just go in and do my job. So it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, I'm no different than a carpenter sometimes. You know, you just, this is what I have to have built by the end of the day. And that's the type of thing. It just happens to be monsters or something cool and sure that type of thing. But like, it is weird to like see this movie that's, you know, because people laugh like, what did you do? I can't tell you. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned that I'm working on American Horror Story, which is out in the New York. Right. But I can't tell you anything I do, because if I tell you anything, hey, I'll never work again in yeah. New York again. But all these NDAs and but also if I tell you something, that might be something that would ruin the show for you. Yeah, because I imagine you know I mean? like, and you can maybe tell me otherwise, but the <laughs> in Smile, there are only there's really only one kind of creature. Well, that's it, a big thing, right? It's a huge big Yes. And it's yeah, we pra- did another and one at the end of the movie. So it's like if yes, people are we were just somewhere like, in there. Yeah. Where where there's a mom that transforms. That's the one. Yeah. And it but it's like there's a mid stage where there's down a creepy hallway. Right. And there's a prosthetic on a on a creature performer on that. Like it might listen, it's probably a combination of all of that all melded together. Right. Like, you know, I, you know, tomorrow I'll send you a screenshot of like what I shot. You know? Yeah, it'd be great. I'm all, you know, I'm anxiously awaiting to post the movie, but because the movie has been doing so well and people like I have like a couple pictures of the work we, you know, I did with along with Lisa Force, another makeup artist. Right. Um, I'm dying to post it. But, yeah. you know, in this world, in the digital world, usually you get to do that fairly quick now because everything is so yeah disposable. But this movie the ad campaign, you know, it's blowing up like and everything they did seems to be really smart. The the, the one of the guys that just hired the guy that hired me, Jeremy Selenfred from Monster in the Closet. Um, he uh, he sent me a thing, I guess, on Twitter. You know, even Bloomhouse mentioned how he's jealous of this movie. You know, like oh, it's yeah. doing like, yeah, I guess it's like, you know, it seems to be a hot movie right now. My accountant called me that his 13 year old daughter was going to go see the movie. <laughs> nice. You know, so like it's weird things like that. So I'm, I'm dying to post a picture. I, you know, of course I want to take some credit, you know, like, sure. like, and, but it's hard for me to say, cause yes, I didn't see the movie and I know my thing is just like, literally you might blink and not see what I, I don't know. <laughs> right. So that's the hard part, you know, but I, you know, and it was like a ball, it was a, you know, a, a creepy woman type makeup. I will tell you right. walking down a hallway. Right. Well, there's two questions I have about that. Number one, um, I, I, the thing that made this movie stand out is what you had your hand in, which is why I'm very much uh, encouraged by what you're saying. And also, like, I want to know, obviously, as much as I can, but obviously within reason for yourself, yeah. but just out of sheer interest. Because, you know, we all grow up on the practical effects movies. You mentioned yes. the Evil Dead stuff. Like, things like that were very formative in my brain. And so I'm sure you had heroes of it, whether it was, like, Oh, yeah. uh, a Rick Baker or you yeah, know, Rob uh, Bottin. I mean, every you know, listen. I'm a fan of every working makeup artist because I love what they all do. Sure. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and practical. Of course, I love practical effects. I'm almost fifty, so yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm you know anti CGI, but does I this one have th- mostly practical? Like what you were seeing? There was and a lot, doing, but I was... but I will say this nowadays. At a movie at a certain budget, you know, I'm not speaking way out of turn here sure. but like there was definitely going to be like i know for a fact even the bigger creature was always planned on being cgi right you know that's the thing like nowadays it's so much product out there you know like they have to reach that finish line and sometimes it's easier to get 
the physical stuff that I do offset quicker. Sure. Because they always have more time. And I think it's a different budget. I think it goes into a post-production budget. Sure. So it's all about the money. Yeah. But I, I know like there was always intentions of using CGI in this movie. Right. But I know practical elements were built. And I know my buddy built like fake heads for this. He did throat slices. And I know things were going to be like, I, I believe, you know, he does something. My buddy does something with uh, the girl that was using a lot of the ad campaigns. Yeah. But I know like things were going to be helped out digitally. Like a lot, a lot of that is discussed. Yeah. Because. Nowadays, these they're just making the movies quicker, right? Yeah, and and this movie, I actually love the story behind this. I don't know how much you're aware, because you know, like you said, I know it was a short a, film. Like that, exactly. that, that's the weird. Like I, like I know all these little. Like I know everything that's going to ruin the movie for me. That's what. <laughs> so, like, yes, I know all that stuff. I mean, I know the I life casted a woman for this movie, and she was the lead of the short film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like it was like, you know, so she was telling us all this stuff. So it was like really cool. But this was months like a year ago. And then, you know, being on set, I saw all the sets. You know, I was there when they were filming. I watched them lights indoor stuff on fire. I watched them light guys on fire. I was about to say, do you have a a choice in that? Like, are you just going around? It does your movie set something on fire because I really need that in my life. Because (laughs) if you're doing good night, mommy, you're doing this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you're like, hey, Ryan Murphy, well, you, by the like, way. That's the thing. Well, nowadays, they'll pack everything, all of us together. Yeah. Even last night, I'm on a low-budget movie, and they had myself, stunts, and, you know, a physical effect guy, you know, to do bullet hits and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so th- the way it works is, like, we got to get all this in one day. We're going to have all of them there in one day, so let's get it all done. Right. You know, and then there's always a guy with a some type of laptop thingy that he walks around with. So that's the guy that's going to either make us look good or take our stuff completely out. <laughs> exactly. Right. Which does that, uh, what, what makes you the most proud when you're kind of doing this stuff? Like does like something like smile to where it's number one at the box office. Like you said, your accountant reaches out to you. Like, did those things like just all help regardless of how much of an influence you were on it or how does that work it's for you? Cr- like, listen, for me being the geek and the guy that just all, like since I was 13, wanted to make movies, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like it's a big deal. And plus, I've never like all my like I've worked with a company called Glass Eye Picks for years. They made movies like Stakeland, uh, yeah. in, the Innkeepers. I've like they've all done like huge like festivals. Like I've gotten like, you know, people sh- I got uh, huge claps at the Toronto Film Festival after Dark Festival for the work I've done. Like I always seem to. There was a while there, like early in my career, I was, you know, I was in pages of Fangoria. Like my name was getting mentioned. It was fun. Like, yeah. In variety reviews, you know, but like nowadays, you know, of course I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, I also, all those smaller movies, you know, they don't get a theatrical run. Right. You know, they'll play a festival. They'll play New York city. Right. They'll play, you know, this city for two days. Yeah. But like to have a movie that I worked on, like I, the, First, I did a musical uh, in the Heights. I helped my buddy. My right, Josh I saw Corey that. Yeah, the, yeah. The old age makeup. Oh, on okay. The on Abuela, like we aged her every day. Like Josh did a wonderful job, and uh, I was like assisting him, and we were working together on that. You know, so that was a big theater movie, and then the pandemic hit. You know, that was right. one that maybe I could take my family. That like for twenty years, I've been making low budget horror movies. Like they could go out and see that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't get, like, that big studio film. And, like, listen, we also, I don't think I even get a credit for Goodnight Mommy on the, in the th- in the credit, rolling credits. Right. So, just to hear that I got a credit on Goodnight Mommy was, like, I mean, on uh, Smile was awesome. Yeah. Because, again, I was an applicator. The other, the bigger guns made that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you know, I was only there a couple days. Yeah. You know. So it was like, but to have that to be a number one movie, yeah, I'm dying to see that movie. And if my schedule wasn't also, listen, if it was, which I guess is a good thing, if it was available to stream right now, like, you know, they do a lot of that where it's in theaters and sure. Yeah. You know, that's one of the movies that's not doing that right now. Right. Um, I'd pay the 20 bucks to see it at home. I would have watched it the night it came out. You know what I mean? It's not, it's just, I can't give up the movie theater. I just can't give the time up. Like if I was at home on the couch, I could kind of justify it, but yeah. like, yeah, going out to a movie, I was like, Oh, that's, I really should be building, you know, like, or making <laughs> yeah. this and, or just sleeping, but I'd give up sleep, you know, just to watch the movie. So like, I'm, you know, I'm done. And uh, like the, the other good thing about that movie being a bigger movie, 
um, and doing so well is like, maybe it will stay in the theaters now another week where I can go out and see it with, you know, like even my nephew is not a horror kid was like, Oh, he just happened to mention, he's like, you got to watch this trailer. Right. And I was like, you know, I worked on that movie. I had no, you know, know, (laughs) yeah. Well, I didn't until your co-host blasted it out. So that's awesome. Well, I don't even know if I told him I did it because again, it was a different (laughs) name when I worked on it. Right. It was a completely different name. Was Um, it the same name as the, uh, Short or some t- kind what of what was the short's name? It was Laura was it hasn't like a, slept. No, it was like a really long person's name in the title. Like it was a really long title. Okay, but it, uh, I, yeah, I imagine not Laura. So not Laura in there, even though she's the no, first person. No, Her name no, is the same. No, and the actress is the same. It, it, but, it was definitely yeah. a, a different. Uh, whatever happened to somebody else? Like the it was uh, probably the doctor name. or yeah, probably or, yeah. yeah. And again, you know, and again, I, I walked by, you know, watched monitor with the cast, but I don't like I didn't I didn't deal specifically with this cast because none of them wore the prosthetics. Right. So, like, they're all there. I just, you know, I'm you know, that's the one weird thing. It's a little bit like uh, being a circus carny. Like we come into a town. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then we leave, you know, so even like even my department on these movies, you know, if I don't. You know, a lot of times there's shows that I've worked on that I don't touch the leads. Yeah. So, like, they might not know who I am. I'm on that show every day. Yeah. But they don't like, you know, we don't I don't really interact with them. Like, even with the Marvel stuff, I did more on certain shows. Yeah. Than I ever did on, you know, on the lead, you know, like on, the, you know, Daredevil and Punisher. I definitely had a hand in because I was with the leads more. Right. And uh, putting on prosthetics made by Josh Torrey and stuff like that. So. I was able to, you know, interact more that way. So, so you get, you'd be more of a familiar face. A lot of times you're just a hired gun and you just walk in and do your job. Sure. Yeah. I know that feeling. I worked on movies and TV shows and stuff, uh, through college in the, my twenties and stuff like that before I went and into the office gigs, more of, of film and TV offices or whatever. But, you know, because Shane will attest, like, I worked on a couple of uh, high-profile things. I won't shut up about it. It's like my own, like, I peaked way too early. You're still at least, like, doing your stuff. Uh, well, see, but- I'm sort of starting over. Like, I, I, I loved, and I still try to do an indie movie or two a year. It, yeah. I, when I'm in the middle of it, I'm always like, why am I doing this? This is the stupidest <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. Like, I can make so much more money, and I don't have to do anything. Sure. Um, But it's the love of it. And uh, it's the creativity that I, that holds me there. But these, you know, like I'm giving up a high profile job right now to do this smaller movie, but I really want to do the smaller movie. Right. You know what I mean? Be- but that's simply for my ego. Yeah. Because again, I love those small movies I did. I really, because I built everything. I was about you know, to say, it's, it's, my it's partner, more experience. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's everything on that screen I touched. Yeah. Whereas, you know. I have to list a bunch of other people. Like when we talk about these bigger projects, again, I want to give credit to the guys that made everything. Right. And that's like, and I love being an applicator, but like once I joined that world, like the union world where you get to do those bigger shows. Right. You know, like I kind of started at the bottom then, you know, like my first season of daredevil, like if an appliance went on, I was just, I didn't put it on. I cleaned it off. (laughs) So you like, you start that way, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I have, I'm not complaining. That's like what you do. Yeah. And I had, you know, a lot of fun and you learn a lot that way. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I did like 15, close to 20 years, just where it was everything I, you know, no sleepless night, you know, and, and again, you don't make tons and tons, you know, you're almost, you know, you worked in low budget movies. So, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, so you got to do 30 of them just to, you know, so you're always doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're making scale, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And like, so it's much nicer now. Like I'm getting older, you know, definitely heavier. So it's like, (laughs) I can now go and enjoy some of the stuff that I get to work on now. And it's also, I'll admit it's totally ego, but it's so much cooler. Like where I don't have to describe and almost do a Kevin Bacon, six degrees of Kevin Bacon to say who's in the movie I'm working on. Well, now it's Whereas super easy these, for you. You you had his daughter right in your face. <laughs> yeah, like that's the cool part. Like it's like, wow, all right. I just say, oh, whoa, I did a couple episodes of Orange is the New Black. Everyone knows that show. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's it's much easier in that world because you know sometimes you know when you do these smaller movies, they're like, who, who, yeah. uh, you know, and then you got to show them pictures and yeah, you know that kind of thing. So it is 
definitely like, and I'm a geek too. You know, I mean, it's cool to work on these movies. I mean, I want to yeah. go see it. You know, it's always been my, you know, it's probably some of that uh, insufferable bastardness I get, you know, from our <laughs> podcast. Cause I get angry that like some of those indie movies I worked on aren't as big. Right. Cause I'm like, you know, those are just as good as some of the crap that's out there now. If I'm way better. Sure. But I do think like, you know, but it's still like, hey, man, I'm, you know, what is that movie? Smile, a number one movie. I'm, I'm damn right. I'm going to milk that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a huge movie or whatever. You know, I'm definitely going to let people know. And that's why I can't wait to share things. You know, I just got to wait it out because I, you know, l- listen, if this bombed yesterday and just came out on VOD, I'd be, you know, we wouldn't be having this interview. And maybe <laughs> you'd like the picture that maybe you'd like the picture that I post in two weeks, you know? Right. But I would get to that quicker. You know what I mean? Like I would just put that out right away. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. I'm not reaching out to you probably if we hated no, the movie. I know. So I you mean, can you know, appreciate. I'm a, I'm a huge reader. Grab. You're yeah. a huge fan of insufferable <laughs> bastards. Exactly. Want, you know? Yeah. We all travel in the same circles. Yeah. Like a horror fest and, and all those things. That's great. Um, so uh, it's, it's nice to have you on. Like I've, I've, in my old podcasting days, I had, uh, you know, Carlos on and, and that yeah. was, that was, and I was mistake, like, why are you so. on Carlos? I'm the guy that worked on a Netflix show. Like I worked on, a, but you didn't do TV. You were doing movies. We were doing movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved it if you worked on Apostle. That movie was damn good. I yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do Apostle. I did the other one that I didn't love. Uh, and they cut half our stuff out, but it was the, uh. The Spider-Man kids, like, you know, Moody. What was that? Oh, uh, um, uh, yeah. crap. See, they're forgettable now. And That's they the are. other problem and with all these movies that come out. Like, you just, it was okay, but not great, and had a great, good cast. Didn't go anywhere. The devil, uh, the devil all the, the time. The devil, yeah, devil all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that was fine. It, it was kind of a throwback. It was, it was good. You wanted you know, a it to bit be the, better. That's all. Yeah. Like, it could have been, you know. And I got, you know, hey, I did Army of the Dead, and that was a huge... That was a huge extravaganza, you know, like for a Netflix thing. And that was like big. That was big. Just working on that, that, you know, yeah. that probably might be one of the bigger scale things I ever worked on. Yeah, because I'm, I'm picturing, obviously, the, the sets for that, because you're probably working in that pseudo Las Vegas and everything. How, how What are you seeing there? We went to uh, Atlantic City and used the decommissioned... Uh, I mean, it's all, yeah, we use the decommissioned uh, casinos. Oh, okay. She, they shot half of it in New Mexico and then half of it in, and I had nothing to do with the New Mexico part. Right. When they, and then they went to casinos and just built up a casino that was. When they were shooting up. inside. Yeah. When we were shooting all the stuff inside, you know. Yeah. Not And not even like the vault stuff, but like them just running uh, the pool scene. Yeah. Which actually, that was some of the cooler scenes that yeah, were in yeah. there. I like... actually wound up thinking because they be- began in New Mexico with a whole other crew and all the other makeup artists. Then they came to Atlantic city. I didn't think we were I thought we were going to be a very, like, there's a lot of the, I was there for a lot of that. Sure. Which I didn't know. Like, you just didn't know. Also, I never saw an actor. I never <laughs> saw like, that's how big it was. Cause we would start at midnight to get a hundred zombies ready by like six in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like crazy, you know? And like, yeah. but it, you know, Hey, we lived, you know, we lived in Atlantic city for like two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good story. I mean, and and those are those jobs again that you can like show the proof. Everybody's yeah. seen it. You can kind of feel the pride and do all that. Uh, and you were talking about like the uncredited thing. I I I, I worked on a short for Kevin Smith that was on uh, okay. the Tonight Show, and I remember I because I was like twenty. 2021 somewhere when I when they shot it, and I was so proud of it. And I gathered a whole bunch of people over my house. We watched it on live on Jay Leno, whatever. And then the credits run at the end of the show. And every single person that I can remember on that set was there except for my name. And all my friends were like, come on, you weren't there. Yeah, you yeah, saw Like, yeah. whatever. So I feel you on the uncredited part, but yes. at least you probably That's have. That's why I like, take a picture. I, I take a I picture. You know, my job requires me to take a picture so I can then show it later. Yeah. If anything, on that one, I was like, that's my car in this scene. And, like, this is what it was so small that I could be like, this is me of, of parts of me anyway. But, yeah, it was it was a tough sell. My friends were like, come on, come on. We stayed up and late that, for and, this. And that that's the other thing. Like, I went from these indie movies. Hey, man, I got my name on posters. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. So that was always yeah. cool. Like, I, I, I do dig that. Like, that, you know. 
while you don't make a huge chunk of change, you could always like, you know, you're given the recognition. Right. And then, but then now I'm at the age where I don't care anymore. Like, don't put my name, just pay with it, you know, just sign the check. Like now I don't <laughs> care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but it is, it's still like, listen, I still like, sometimes I'll definitely get a disc or a movie I worked on and I will fast forward to the end. And <laughs> I will say like, is my name in this credits? Cause if it is, I might like it more. If it's not, then hey man, free reign. I can say whatever I want. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. So Brian, what do you guys got coming up for uh insufferable bastards? Oh, we're trying we're uh I don't know. Uh some of that we just plan on the fly. I know we've talked about doing a couple things. We want to talk about Dahmer. Okay. Um we want to talk uh I don't think we have we have because I think we just released we've released our what we just I thought we were gonna bank. Cause next week I'm not around. I know we right. both watched a little bit of Andor, mm-hmm. but you know, we don't know. <laughs> You're you know, we, with the uh, modern star Wars. Yeah. Well, yes. You know, we, we again, we, we want to, f- you know, help you guys find better things to watch. Um, <laughs> exactly. So that's our goal. That's our mission statement for our insufferable bastards. But we literally sometimes just say, Hey, did you watch anything this week? So there's probably a lot less planning in our show. We try to be a little bit more planning. You, uh, Carlos does a really good job. Right. Uh, I know we just did the the movie uh, conclu- uh, endings that we liked. Yeah, I thought that was a really it's a long one. It's a tier, but I love those tier ones when we do when we could just kind of volley back and forth and just talk movies. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely like the the bonus with those. And I think you guys put it out on Twitter, and we we yeah. we don't. I don't know if we might have been even mentioned on that episode too, because uh, oh yeah, we, we always respond. try to mention you guys. Yeah. Like we're trying to start fights, so you guys will have <laughs> us on, right? And then we'll have like you know, ba- again, it's all re- old. Like everyone's giving us a hard time because we we covered some Howard Stern stuff, yeah. And it's like we do that because like we want those radio awards. Like I don't yeah. want to make fun of you guys, but if it catches <laughs> your attention, and then you. Like we have that back and forth. It just promotes the shows even bigger. Yeah. You know, we can all be friends. Yeah. But it's like, it's better to make fun of each other. Listen, all this uh, (laughs) hatred sells better on the internet. You know, we just got to fake it all. It's true. That's probably how I started listening to you guys in the first place. Cause you fight with John from the pint all the time. Yeah. Whenever he's on, I'm like, Oh, let me listen. Yeah. And listen, we know when we say that tombstone sucks, we know that's going to be like, it's a hot button issue. We know that we're not dummies. Yeah. Like, you know, we know when we're going to make fun of a Marvel project, we know, you know, we're not mainstream, you know, like that is not, we're, we're losing the war. Here, sure. folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're still fighting the battle. Like in some, and listen, we also watch all of it. That's the other thing. You yeah. know, as much as we we're we sit down and we watch it all, I guess, you know, we're also kind of, I mean, all of us, we're all just, basically pop culture we're all nerds just yeah. talking about the movies that we watched the week before exactly so i'm sure it will be something like that yeah well it was great talking to you man this was a, a great experience and and obviously i wish you luck on your your project oh, you're you. heading to right now uh as well as yeah. returning back to american horror story so that's incredible man so best of luck well thank you very much man i really appreciate you guys having me on thank you oh yeah, nice meeting you, man. thanks brian thank you All right, thank you to Brian Spears. That was an awesome interview. Guys, go check out the Insufferable Bastards podcast. Those guys like to to talk a lot of shit, but they're great. (laughs) We love them. Uh, It was great having Brian on. So, And obviously, we all want you to check out Smile, which obviously he just did. And we're going to review that one now because we we felt a little bit weird to do it right in front of his face, especially as a person (laughs) who worked on it but also hasn't seen it in full. So I couldn't wait. To talk about this movie after it ended uh this was number one at the box office this past weekend written and directed by parker finn like we mentioned in the brian spears interview this is based on a south by southwest winning short film called laura hasn't slept which starred caitlin stassi who is also in this movie as laura weaver if you've seen the movie she is the opening one she is also the prominent one in the trailer uh as the patient in question it's a little bit different, like the short. It's available online, um, but you really kind of have to dig for it. I went through like a Reddit post on it, which ironically, the director, uh, Parker Finn, answered the question uh, to the person on Reddit to be like, yeah, it's hard to find because it's going to be on the Blu-ray and all this stuff. So look for that, obviously, <laughs> as it comes out. But right now it's still in theaters and kicking ass. This movie is, stars Sozy. Is it Sozy Bacon? 
I think it is. Okay. It's a very unique name. Sozy Bacon as Dr. Rose Cotter. Uh, Kyle Galdner as Joel, which you might have seen him in Scream earlier in the year. Robin Wegert as Dr. Madeline Northcott. Uh, plus smaller roles by Cal Penn, Jesse T. Usher from The Boys. I'm sure Shane perked up when uh, A-Train's sitting in this movie. Uh, Judy Reyes, who you might know a uh, long time on Scrubs. Uh, Caitlin Stassi, as we mentioned, and Rob Morgan is also in this film. You see him in the trailer uh, in kind of like a mental facility prison type situation there. Uh, the scores, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% uh, audience score, 68 meta score, 7.0 on IMDb, and a 3.2 on Letterboxd. This film is about, as we previously mentioned, Sosie Bacon's character, Dr. Rose Cotter who starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain as an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life. She must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Ah, man, this movie, like, I saw the trailer all the time every time I go to the movies, and yet I was still like, yeah, I want to see it because it creeped me out. Uh, we had mentioned the the viral marketing campaigns. Did you see any of these, Shane? Did you see any of them in real time, or did you catch them? Because like the did... baseball one, uh, I saw like a baseball game where just they had the person just staring and smiling at the camera, and I was like freaked out. Yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't actually catch any of that. And I think that's so smart because this movie they put a lot into the marketing, and isn't a very easy movie to market. But I it did is. miss all that stuff, unfortunately. It's very cool. They they did uh, sporting events. They did Good Morning America. I guess they did that, too, because it's so easy to just have that person kind of just do the stare and the smile. And then that's that's everything. That's the that just in an instant uh, <laughs> reminds you exactly what this film is. Um, it, this film was originally planned as a, a low budget streaming only release for Paramount Plus, uh, which, by the way, shout out to Paramount fucking absolutely killing it come on man like every, like it seems like every time like oh this movie with like defied expectations it's all been paramount this year top gun maverick etc so killing it paramount great job um the film was screened for test audiences those and it scored so much higher than they anticipated so they gave this a theatrical run and as we mentioned it is number one at the box office over the weekend it grossed 22 million dollars over the weekend, which basically all the Paramount people are like, it exceeded their wildest expectations. And it's a huge feat for a first-time uh, feature film writer-director in Parker Finn. So congratulations to everyone involved. Shane, before I go on my long diatribe, or at least so I could stop talking, um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this film, man? Because this is a film, much like Barbarian, I actually almost wish I knew less about it going in. But all the stuff, a lot of it in the trailers is there. But, man, you don't know what you're in for when this movie unfolds. Right, correct. Uh, it's another solid entry into this year for horror movies. Um, Absolutely. It, it's, it was a really solid movie. And, of course, you can definitely pick up on the influences of It Follows and The Ring. I mean, The Ring is the big one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um I had minor issues with the film, but overall, I agree with all the scores and the critics. And the, I, I tend to lean more towards the audience score of this movie. Mm -hmm. I like the lead, uh, Sosie Bacon. She kind of had that Hillary Swank, Kate Mara vibe going for me sure. in this movie. Yeah. I, I've never seen her in anything, but I like her character background. I think I had slightly more issues with her being a likable character because usually movies any movie i i watch i have to have someone i could like gravitate and root for right and as this process is going along she was a hard person for me to kind of latch on to and root for as everything's kind of breaking down for her um it's true it takes a while at least i would say right especially with the interactions not so much with a train but her ex uh played mm -hmm. by kyle galner it's like all right, you were asking for all this help, but you're really not like, I don't know. She yeah. was a hard character to like, but no, I love the tone of this movie. Uh, Brian was talking about like the old gritty, not so sheen. And I felt like this movie, the sheen was kind of off it a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like some of the movies this year kind of remind me of Barbarian in certain ways. 
The score I thought was very 70, 70s-ish. I, I thought mm-hmm. the score was, and I loved it. Yeah. This movie had a lot right going for it um, for this type of movie. I just wish, and we'll talk about it, they would have went into a little bit more of the mythos of... And they did a How little this bit. this all kind of went through. Yeah, yeah. So a little ticky-tack stuff like that. But it, I normally don't like jump scares, but I like the ones in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um it was effective and it was unsettling and unnerving in parts. And that's what I like about horror movies. And this one kind of nailed everything for me in that aspect. So I, I walked away, was like, wow, I I, I really like that film. Yeah, I, I will say, <laughs> you know, a movie is good and effective when you have that walk back to the parking lot. And I saw this movie alone. And I, it was one of those, like, head on a swivel, you know, like, hey, where did that light come from? What? Huh? And you're like, it, it's like 1130 at night, 12 o'clock at night. And you're like, huh? Huh? What? What was that noise? You know, you're like p- freaking yourself out uh, before it goes. Which, by the way, also, because uh, I had watched the short film before we came on the mics tonight. And but I was like, yeah, let me watch that. And then I'll try to, like, catch like a 15, 20 minute nap before uh, no. we, we we're up all night. <laughs> What am I dumb? I watched the whole movie. I, you know the short has to be similar, and I'm like, yeah, let me do that and try to close my eyes and go to sleep. Yeah, good luck. dumb. Yeah, um, but you're right. This movie, I was ready to give this movie like a three, three and a half, maybe, because like the jump scares were absolutely legit, but the right. story was kind of just fine. You're like plodding along, and then there's a turn where. Uh, Sosie Bacon's uh, character, her therapist, comes back into the fold. And basically the last third of this movie just does a (laughs) kickflip and just goes absolutely bonkers with kind of like the the extreme horror, the the aggressiveness. And what I said to Brian was true. I thought a lot of this stuff was practical because it looked really good. Um, and it looked like authentic. I don't know if it's how it's lit or how the the digital art or whatever they did, but I was so impressed with how they did all the ending stuff in the house and, and all that stuff. So I honestly had a harder time dealing with this ending than Barbarian. Wow. Okay. Well, so, it's because, like- cause I thought it was more personal. And then it yeah. like grew from there. It caught me off guard where I was just like, I'm not looking this thing dead in the face. Yeah, right. They, they like her gradual mental breakdown. It, it is like definitely different than Barbarian, which was more cartoony, more B yeah. or level. So you kind of laugh at that stuff. Yeah. But this one here, like I and that's why I loved uh, Bacon's performance in here. It's like just that gradual breakdown, you know, of, yeah. of her character and like the script being flipped on her with, you know, she didn't believe the girl that came in and she couldn't get anyone to believe what she was going through. Yeah. Except for her ex-boyfriend or fiance who ends up getting fucked at the end of this movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that should tell you, don't care about your exes. Just let it go. Just move on. Especially if they're talking crazy shit. Be like, that sounds like somebody else's problem. Where's your husband at? Or your fiance or whatever. Like, you moved on, lady. Don't right. do this. We've all been there, man. Where we're like, "Oh, my ex called and she needs my help." Nope, nope. Just don't don't do answer. It. Don't answer. Don't, don't answer. Text. Yeah, but I'll say, man. Like, I don't know if I'm 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 speaking to it well enough, but this movie's like top ten was almost in my top five. Like, it's high for me for the year. Like, and I don't know if that sits the same way for you, but it's. I will say, I liked it. Weirdly, I liked it better than Barbarian, but not by much, but I liked it better than Barbarian. And so for me, this is my favorite horror movie of the year. I can say that bar none. Where do you sit on that kind of a conversation? Honestly, it's up there for me. It's definitely top. It's probably top two. It's between this and Barbarian. For me, I get the bar. I get Barbarian a slight edge. But if you if I had to sit down and rewatch one, it would be this movie. I could probably watch this several times. Uh, where barbarian to me it's like we discuss once you see that turn you're like okay the, the shine kind of comes off the movie then you could whatever yeah. but this one has definitely more rewatchability for me 
here's my little just tiny hang up and I won't spoil it, anything for you. Sure. Kind of like it follows or any of these cursed movies. I just I understood the ending, but it's so predictable. I'm like, I wish they would have just I don't know, changed the ending a little bit as far as like. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? I don't want to. People need to see this movie. If you're a horror fan, go watch this movie. I, I just wish they would have mapped out the ending just slightly different than what they did. Yeah, I wonder what a sequel would look like. Uh, you know, that because that kind of is how you kind of feel about how they left things, right? Where, right? You know, it does feel a little predictable, but basically the the effects, the gore, the the whole thing was so good that it didn't matter anymore because. Right. They set it up very well throughout the movie, even though some of it felt like a little methodical, a little, little plotting or whatever. And that's why I said, like, I was like, oh, this is pretty good, but whatever. And then when the last third of the movie kicked in, I was like, oh, man. And I yeah. just buckled up, you know, like you're in for the ride there. And that's what I enjoyed about this one so much was just it just didn't let you go. So, like, maybe if you had little issues with it they just kind of melt away because you're just <laughs> immersed in it like and just terrified right. like when you're when you're talking i i mentioned this a lot but it's like like tool like later tool video shit this time maybe not claymation or whatever <laughs> but like definitely like when the person uh, there's like a character who like sheds its skin or something you're like jesus christ yeah, you, know? you talked about that creature feature or creature. The I love that creature was freaky as hell. Yes. Like when she got out of the bedroom and she kept getting taller and bigger and bigger. I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was very effective. And like you said, when you shed the skin, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the most impressive part of the movie. You're not in it for totally for the plot stuff. Like you said, maybe that could have been a little clearer about how things transfer. And even with the, the Rob Morgan aspect of it, where they kind of confront him because he, you know, has maybe a way around it and what those things entail or whatever that did was a nice kind of like pivot for yeah. a minute, but it didn't hold for very long, which I guess you can't because it's her story. Um, but it's a lot of it's about mental health. And right. I actually do like that, but it, in the same way Barbarian talked about things but didn't make it all about it, this is kind of what that is too. Um, so I'd be interested to see, you know, what a sequel looks like. Because uh, same thing, like The Ring 2, nobody talks about The Ring 2, you know, but people will talk about their experience when they saw The Ring for the first time. I wonder if this movie, in terms of its construction, has enough for a sequel or what that looks like. I mean, they'll probably do one regardless, right. but I'd be I, I interested was gonna, to see. I was going to say, Andrew, I mean, <laughs> if they don't it's have happening. enough material, they're going to, they brought in the money this weekend. I think they'll bring in it next weekend as well, just because it doesn't really have anything going up against it, uh, except Amsterdam, which we can talk. I don't think that'll plant, supplant this as number raked, one. Dude, raked yeah. over the So course. Smile is going to make enough money, whether we want a sequel or not, I, you know. As long as they take their time with it, I'm fine because I'll buckle into this franchise and watch the second movie, regardless yeah. of where they go with the plot or the character or, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, stuff online you were saying, like, as far as competition. <clears throat> like, there's a lot of stuff next week that if you're in the horror bent, there's some some things available like uh, Mike Flanagan's Midnight Club and Mr. Harrigan's Phone on Netflix and uh, Hellraiser on Hulu. Uh, so there'll be like some options, but honestly, like this movie was very good. So if people haven't seen it, it's, it's high praise time for me where I'm probably giving this somewhere. I'm like between a three and a half and a four. Uh, because like I said, this is like, I looked at it. It's number seven for me for Oof, the okay. year. So it's, it's pretty high up there. Cause I haven't been chilled like that in a long time. And if, I always say, like, I go by the William uh, Goldman effect of make your movie end well and people will remember it way more than if your movie started great and then ended mediocre. So if you have the people just flying to their back to their cars and going home, then you did a great job. So that's why, to me, this is like, you know, if we want to do that whole cheat code thing, like a 3.75, but if I was pushed, I don't know, man, it's it's... I'm I'm on the fence between a three and a half and a four. How about you? I, I, I'm going to give it a four. Um, 
Yeah. Only because, like I said, it's a smidge behind Barbarian for me. And if I gave Barbarian a four, I think I gave it a four. Then this is right there with it. Again, my second favorite horror movie of the year. It's a solid four for me. Yeah, man. And it makes me encouraged because this is sending us into we're in October now. So we're really getting into the uh, the the hell bent part of the season. Right. And we're hopefully going to see more and more good stuff. I don't know about theatrically, like how much uh, is going to be great. There's a ton of streaming options. Um, so we'll probably end up talking about most of those. Um, did you catch any other like kind of horror? Have you started spooky season, like scary season? Oh, yeah. I started over the course of the last week, actually, after uh, our missed co-host tonight, Chris, yeah. mentioned that he saw Speak No Evil. And I uh, whether I I'm glad I watched that movie is a question. <laughs> yeah, it, it went places where it made me viscerally, viscerally upset. And I haven't been viscerally upset at a movie. And it was a good movie, uh, Okay, which I think people should explore it. But just just be ready. I mean, when the last you talk about a crazy last third of a movie, because mm-hmm. it is a slow build until everything just explodes at the end. Right. And again, I was left mouth agape, mad, angry. <laughs> so, you know, it, it brings up a lot of emotions. So, yeah, well done on that. But it is a tough, tough watch. Yeah, I, again, like uh, Chris gave all the the trigger warnings abound of especially like if you're a parent, you know that's it's gonna be a big deal. So obviously, two weeks in a row, we're saying positive things, but also beware and don't blame us if something <laughs> goes wrong. You know, you can't be like, yeah, 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 go see it. But trust me, trust me. If you have any kind of uh, you know holding back on that, then then maybe don't. Um, right. Did you so any other uh, kind of scary stuff? Because you did the the shutter I did. trial or whatever, right? Yep, and I watched uh, a movie you brought up already on this show, uh, Watcher, which again another very slow burn of a movie. Yeah, but when it when it pops at the end, it pops. Yeah, uh, and I enjoyed that movie as well, and I had a short run. So those are the two I've watched so far. And of course, like you mentioned, I'm not a big Hellraiser fan, but I hear it's getting good buzz. So I'm going to give that a shot this week. Okay. You know me, I'm, I'm a big Mike Flanagan fan, so of course I'm watching that. So yeah, uh, I think we're going to have a very good month. Yeah, I, I not to uh, end again on a down note like you were talking last <laughs> week, but um, Amazon Prime missed the beat again because I actually turned on uh, my best friend's Exorcism because oh. it kind of felt like uh, kind of like a more fun '80s trying to get like the fun aspect but also have that kind of cheeky 80s horror bent to it Uh, like it's like it's a teen it's like a high school story it's uh you know like two couple of friends uh back in 1988 abby and gretchen who uh they're like you know best friends their whole lives and one of them they end up investigating this kind of like spooky abandoned house near the lake or whatever and one of them ends up getting possessed by the devil. So, you know, it, it turns on its head. It has it tries to to say certain things, maybe like in a in a social political bent, but not too much. It's it's very flat. It it's doesn't have a, a ton of propulsion to it. it the, it's very it's just weak. Let's put it that way. It's very weak. I turned it on. I was like, oh, Elsie Fisher from eighth grade and some other, and Barry like is in this. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And I was thoroughly disappointed and was just trying to, to stay awake for that one. So <laughs> that one, that one didn't work out so much. Um, but that is, yeah, it's on Amazon prime. So if you see it yeah, again, a different type of warning, uh, boredom warning versus like, <laughs> it's going to shock you to your core warning, <laughs> which we've had to this point. Um, but this is good, man. Yeah. Like I said, we have a bunch of stuff coming up. You're right. Like we'll probably end up talking Hellraiser and, and Mr. Harrigan's phone. I'm covering probably Mr. Harrigan's phone for what's on Netflix. So I'll be, I'll be writing that review up for them and then we'll end up talking about it on here. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. So everybody, you know, stay glued on your couch and stop watching, you know, the monsters or Hocus Pocus oh. for a minute and, uh, you know, turn on something that might actually, you know, give you that vibe, that horror vibe that we've been talking about for, for much of this episode. So 
Thank you, Shane. Uh, you know, great stuff as always, buddy. And uh, thank you to everybody listening. And we'll see you next week on Recent Activity. <laughs>